Hello and welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Regan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. My guest for this episode of DesignCast is Bonnie Kirkley. Bonnie is a K-5 gifted educator and STEAM support specialist in Georgia. She has so much to share about her experiences as a STEAM educator and how she supports her school and the global community of STEAM educators. Her excitement and passion is infectious. She's also a content creator for the STEAM community online. She uses websites like Teachers Pay Teachers, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok, all of which she uses the handle iHeartSteam. Also, Bonnie has a podcast, and it is part of the DNA Podcast Network. Finally, during this chat, she shares with me about a film called Most Likely to Succeed, and that is linked in the show notes. I'm confident that you will enjoy our discussion. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Bonnie Kirkley. podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com now let's get on to the episode Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast. And today I'm so excited to have Bonnie Kirkley with me. Bonnie, how are you? I'm doing good. And so I want to thank you for getting up early to talk to me. And I am so excited to talk to you about what the good work you're doing and the things that you're putting out there and creating content. Bonnie, would you mind telling everybody a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got involved in education? Perfect. Okay, so folks, I am in South Georgia. Maybe you can tell. I work and have worked at the same school for the last 20 years. I first started out in first grade and I knew there was something a little bit different about how I taught. Uh, I often got looks into my classroom, especially from some of those older veteran teachers like, what is she doing? And for a while, I thought that 
I was just this huge rebel and that maybe people just didn't like me. But I got older and wiser and realized that I just had a different style of teaching. So I actually moved to teach fifth grade writing. And that is when I realized that fifth graders don't like to write at all. And I was determined to find a way to get them excited about writing. And so I wrote my first grant, which was in hindsight, I realized it was a STEM grant. It was all about bringing the hands-on experiences to writing so that we had something to write about. And I stumbled onto that STEM world and this sort of happened about 14 years ago. It was a new thing, but not a new thing. It was just a new term that educators were beginning to use so that we could bring more science and math processes into the classroom. Real processes, like the hands-on processes, not learning from a textbook anymore. And so then I began doing lots of STEM training and participating in experimental teaching with universities like the University of Georgia and just began to grow my portfolio for STEM. And after doing that for about seven years, I got asked to be the gifted instructor at the school where I still work. We had some new administration and they really enjoyed the whole thought process. And we had our very first STEM day. This was probably eight years ago. And from that day, it just became a regular day and I was teaching gifted. And so we started writing more grants to incorporate STEM into every classroom. And we slowly evolved and realized that we were more of a STEAM school. This little school that I work at for the past 50 years has a tradition that no other schools really have. Every single week, we put on a musical and teachers have a love-hate relationship with it because when it first started out 50 years ago, it was called chapel. It was just the time when they came together. It was not religious at all. That was just what they called it. And so each teacher one week out of the year puts on a musical with her class. And so every single Friday, and by the way, they do this two times in a row, two productions, because our school is so large, we can only fit half of the school into the cafeteria with our stage at a time. So they would do this production twice on Friday. And it was your chapel week. You were stressed. But when it was all over, you were so proud of what your kids accomplished and how they spoke and how they sang and all the things that they did. So we realized that we have a strong theater arts program. We need to make our focus more of a STEAM focus. So about five years ago, we began to pursue what Georgia started around eight years ago. They started certification of schools for STEM and added the STEAM certification with the AB and the arts about five to six years ago. And we started that process five to six years ago and we are still in the process. What has happened, well, COVID happened, but along the way, the original creators of the certification process have all retired and they have new administration 
And the first two years of the new administration was when we began to pursue our STEAM certification. And I think they were still figuring out exactly what new direction they wanted to go in. And we sort of got stuck in that limbo and they weren't really ready to certify anyone yet because they wanted to make some changes. So we have dealt with the changes every single year. And I consider my school a STEAM school through and through. We do not need a certification by the state of Georgia. What is happening is that every classroom teacher is a STEAM teacher. There is a time that they are completely teaching STEAM. Everything is integrated through project-based learning. And there are also times where there is more of a content and skills focus because, you know, in elementary school, students still need practice. But essentially, we are trying to make the whole entire day a STEAM-focused day. They work on projects all the time within, like, many units. And then they have a year-long project every year in each grade level that continues throughout the year. And we're getting ready to finish it up this year amongst COVID with our annual market day where students make products related to their project. Wow. You've covered a lot of ground. Thank you, Bonnie. And so it does. Yeah. It sounds like you're a STEAM school and it sounds like maybe you guys should be the flagship for this certification that the state of Georgia can't quite figure out yet. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. (laughs) Having been a person who worked in the state of Georgia and continues to be certified in the state of Georgia, I understand all that red tape. And so, yes, ma'am, let's hope that they can get it together and you guys can do that. And I mean, I think it's a great initiative that our they, they students have that. don't know any different because we have we have kindergarten students now that have started with steam since kindergarten and they are actually in third grade now and so they don't know that they aren't steam if you were to ask them if they're a steam school they would say yes so mm-hmm. they don't know you know it's I only mean, a small well, little banner that you get anyway <laughs> i was gonna say it's it's probably not a whole lot but it's nice to be recognized for the things that you're doing right it is. and it so is. It, is. it does and it helps the school to be noticed from outside the the local community and and whatnot so right. i think it's great that you guys are just pressing on through with that and it does sound like you have a long tradition of being a steam school so that's just that's really really fantastic and Thanks. is there is there any eta on when you guys might can expect to be <laughs> certified by the state i will tell you that our last meeting with them now they're doing everything virtually and there's supposed to be an open line of communication right now so it's a data and not really so much data, but documentation type thing that we need to have perfect because essentially what they do is present all of our portfolio to all of the departments at the state of Georgia Department of Education. So like the math department, the science department. And so all of these department heads who've never seen us need to be able to see us on written documentation and say, oh, I understand what they're doing. So right now we've been told we just need to tweak some documentation, but the open line of communication is this. We send an email a month ago and we get a response after we have to resend an email well, it's funny. It's not the other way around when they need something. So, you know right. what it is? It is what it is. But that, that does not get us down. We continue with what we are doing and we collaborate, meet weekly, and the kids thrive. And 
what happens is everyone gets put on an equal level playing field. So your reading abilities and your math abilities sometimes go away because it's more about how creative you are, how collaborative you can be, how you can communicate. And when you have that experience with something, so much easier to communicate with others. Mm, fantastic. You, you said it better than I could ever say it. So Thanks. thank you for that, Bonnie. No <laughs> and so how, what does this do to the way teachers plan their units and they collaborate? How does that okay. work? Is it how different is it maybe from a traditional setting? Well, I'll tell you this. Being that we are working on STEAM certification, we have complete free reign to get off of the county curriculum, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, that um, makes complete sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So we are in charge of what we teach 100%. We write units that include every single standard. We dissect them. We put them in there. We make sure that if we did put a standard in there, we were really teaching that standard and we update those units every year. It's kind of like a live and breathing document. Just for example, every project, every year long project has its own document, its own unit that it is put into. And if a lesson doesn't get done, we take it out because it's student led. And so sometimes they take you in a different direction while the big thing here is that you begin with a driving question and that that driving question is open-ended and allows students to problem solve. I can give you an example of one of them. One of them is how can we increase the pollinator population at our school? All right. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And, you yeah. know, a, a lot of longtime listeners, Bonnie, will know that this podcast started as a way for IB teachers to connect and what mm -hmm. you're describing actually is very, very similar to what we would call the primary years program in the IB where we have transdisciplinary units and yes. we have this program of inquiry that connects to yes. everything. And so mm -hmm. uh, you're describing to me exactly what we do every day without it being the same designation. So that's fantastic. Well, to hear. And you know, we do understand it's multidisciplinary, transdisciplinary, and then you've got all those levels of inquiry and we focus on making it the highest levels of inquiry that are possible. But you do have to remember, and I'm sure you understand this, that you still have to have background knowledge. You still have to have content skills practice where your levels of inquiry obviously would be smaller. So, and then, you know, you got to go start somewhere. So <laughs> kindergartners. Totally. And, you know, I think sometimes people confuse steam and maker spaces and whatnot with total chaos, which sometimes it can be, but there is, a, there is a skills portion of that. You have Absolutely. to teach how to do things, right? right. <laughs> so if a teacher comes to your school from, let's say a I would call a traditional elementary school okay. and they come in, what kind of activities or what kind of onboarding or training do you give those teachers so they can kind of understand how things work at your school? Do you find yourself in that situation? Yes, I will tell you that that is an interview question that my principal and her team ask. And they want to know how much background information you already have. And so that would probably be a qualification to get you in to working at our school if you're going to be able to adapt. And then the first place we would start would probably be introducing you to your grade level project and probably taking you to that unit, seeing how it works, taking you to see the project. And then, of course, 
probably starting with how much do you know about the engineering design process? How much do you know about design thinking? How are you going to daily build the language and discussion skills of your students to focus on STEAM? And then they would work probably really close with me, very hands-on because I am the gifted instructor, but I'm also the teacher support, STEAM support person at um, our school. Wow, that's great. I mean, I think that that's not something you find in, in a traditional school. That's <laughs> those kinds of those line of questions. And so right. I also am curious to know your students. Is this a like a magnet type school or is it, is it not? We have okay, a regular just, population. Okay. We are a title one school. And so we have probably close to 50 percent low income students. We have English language learners, and we also have a large gifted population. So it's very diverse, and we have both ends of the spectrum completely. Wow. You're answering all my questions. You were ready for me, Bonnie. This is great. (laughs) I don't know how long you've been teaching, but I've been around a while. (laughs) I have a feeling we've been teaching about the same amount of time. So, Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. And so so tell me a little bit. You guys have been on this journey. It sounds like it's been for a long time, but especially in the last, let's say, five to ten years. years. So what have been some of the biggest challenges that you have faced in, in doing this at your school? I will tell you that if you're a teacher, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and you're going to have to do things differently. And you have to be okay with allowing your students to fail. And teachers are usually not okay with that, but that is where the greatest impact happens with students because we have become a society in always that we feel like everyone needs a trophy and we were all good we all did a good job but we've never understood and celebrated how much we learn from a failure so we celebrate our failures with our students and that is very difficult because while quite often a teacher is going to try to you know turn them just a little bit to look in the right direction But we don't want to do that. So that is difficult for teachers to do because they don't want to see a student go down the wrong road. And so to watch that is, I mean, your skin might crawl, but you have to let it happen. I could not agree more. I think an opportunity for safe failure with low stakes, I think, is the best learning experience that anyone could have. And concept as well. Absolutely. Sure. And and to say, you know, when someone says, I can't do that, and you always add that word yet at the end, yes. you know, to say this is this is you something you can't do yet, but you will be able to do it hopefully one day. And so right. that's great. It's a great that that is a is that a pretty much shared philosophy in the school it is a philosophy that we all know about but it is still it's a habit to break for mama teachers sometimes and a lot of times we often have to have like I have to sometimes co-teach with someone and help them see I'm like no 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 you just let it happen and they're like okay 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 and so it, it helps sometimes to just have a friend in there saying it's okay so quite often than not I they'll ask me to come and help them or they'll they'll share what happens and I say well what if we've done it this way so we are constantly always in the design process as well with our lessons. And we're shared philosophy on that fact. 
Mm. That's great. That's great. And it sounds like you have support from the leaders of the school, which is incredibly important. And without that, you, you, this would not work without that. Amazing principle, amazing principle. Well, that's fantastic. And so please, please tell them, thank you (laughs) from the the rest of the community that that's, that is a big risk and to be able to take that because in the end you will have a lasting impact that you may never, ever, ever know. And so that's great that you guys are doing that. And so, Fantastic. Thank you for that. And so what is your vision? Where do you want to where do you want to see this STEAM program go at your school? I just want it to continue. And my vision is that one day all of the content and the skills that have to be taught have found a way to infiltrate into an entire day. So much more. I would like to see a lot more independent, unstructured time come back into style and until that comes back into style in more places in America in public school system it's going to be really hard to keep pushing teachers to be comfortable with it because they still do feel the pressure of state testing and and going to great group meetings and finding out what the rest of the county is doing so I just want them to be comfortable and understand how important that unstructured time is. And I'd I'd like to see teachers doing more of just inserting themselves and the kids coming up to you and saying, look at this, look what I'm doing. And that is happening. I just like to see more of it. That's Mm -hmm. what I'd like to see. Great. Well, I think that's something that sounds like you guys are heading that direction. So I'm, I'm sure that you will see that happen maybe even sooner than you expect. So so what is something you're really, really excited about at the moment? What would you what are you really, really fired up about at school or in general? Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with that school. <laughs> OK, market day is huge. And let me tell you, if you do not pick up, because, you know, every social studies curriculum in every grade level has a set of economic standards. If you do not teach any of them all year in this one week, you will hit them all and your students will be the best, best, best little economists that you have ever met. I just taught the words profit, expense, even revenue, and how to price with kindergarten. Yes, so they're super excited. And we did multiplication and we added numbers like 36 plus 36 in kindergarten this week. Wow, that is exciting. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine it's infectious across the school. And they love selling their stuff and have someone come. And we're having to revamp because of COVID. And so what we're having, we are having the school sale and the students may walk around and sell on sort of a scaffolded like time frame. But we will have a drive through for our community. But last year. Last year, our community came out and like, for instance, our pepper jelly, that's one of our products. It sold out in 10 minutes. Wow. That's that's great. I'll tell you what, I think the community needs some positive news at the moment. So that's definitely good that you guys have that going on and there's some excitement around it. That's awesome. And so then tell me what you're excited about beyond school. Beyond school, I am excited. I am coming to the end of a course cohort with other teachers in the United States, and I am teaching them how to be 
an expert in creating a STEAM classroom or a STEM classroom at that which our focus is. So I'm coming to the end with that with a couple of teachers and super, super excited about that. And I just shared with them a homework assignment, which I'll tell you about. There is a movie on Amazon Prime called Most Likely to Succeed. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, but I will be looking for it. It is by, I, I could totally be murdering his name right now, but it it is by Ted Denderstant. Is that, I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, but it is wonderful and it is all about the high tech high out in San Diego that is a public school. And I've watched it three times and oh my gosh, I just love it. It's all about not taking the state test and not letting the test be your goal. And seeing how even if you don't teach every single piece of content, your retention and your creation of a productive citizen into this information world is much, much better. So I'm excited about that. I love sharing to people about that. Maybe you go watch it. Okay. I, you know what? I'll even go a step further and make sure that ends up in the show notes so that people can click cool. on it. It is Amazon Prime. So, okay. Yeah, it's Sounds with good. the Prime membership. Fantastic. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. And so, let me ask you sort of touched on that you're running a course. Can you tell me a little bit about sort of some of this, some of these side gigs you've got going on? Sure. I have quite a few. <laughs> okay. So, I, I have a course that would be like my flagship course for teachers, anyone that really wants to know where to start, because that's the ultimate question. I want to do STEAM and STEM, but no one seems to ever tell me where to start. So I have a program that tells you where to start. I will take you from A to Z, where to end up and where and you know how to begin. Something that I have found, I've searched high and low in STEM and STEAM curriculums, and there's nowhere to start. They'll say, oh, this is great or that is great, but no real where to start. So I created foundations and fundamentals that you need to start with. And so if a new teacher were to come in, I would help her understand those foundations and fundamentals. And we start with that in the program and it's an eight week course, but you continue to get access to it so that when you do start to work on it in classroom, you can refer back to it and it includes all the resources that you need. And they were super excited. We just met last night. I also have a membership where teachers get monthly STEM and STEAM resources delivered, like my latest VIP products, and includes small portions of my course in case you just weren't quite ready to really consume the big course yet, but you wanted to know some of the most important things, it's included in that membership. And then I do create products that are STEM and STEAM related and on Teachers Pay Teachers from, and my store name is I Heart Steam. So, and most people know me by I Heart Steam, which is everywhere, anywhere you go, that's my handle, I Heart Steam. That's exactly right. That's how I found you. And uh, so the last bit that you haven't told us about yet is your podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I have the I Heart Steam Teacher Podcast, and Jason is going to be on there. I was quizzing him right before we got started. I was, you know, I, I, I know he's probably listened to it, you know, so it's a fun podcast, just, you know, it's a networking system just like this, but I also try to teach 
portions of my course and about where I work, the things that we do. Like for instance, if you wanted to know about those projects that I was telling you about, one podcast episode that I have is called Seven Projects That Will Rock Your School. So you can learn all about my school and some of the foundations and fundamentals of STEAM and STEM right on the iHeartSteam Teacher Podcast or the website, iHeartSteam.com. Yeah, your website has tons of stuff on it. And so thank you for creating such great content. I yeah. I appreciate that so much. And and so those listening, Bonnie's podcast as well as mine is included in the DNA Podcast Network. And so we're trying to build a community of like-minded podcasts. And so thank you for being part of that, Bonnie. It's just getting rolling and we appreciate you agreeing to be no, part of it. I've never <laughs> turned down an opportunity. That's something that you have to learn with STEM and STEAM. You just never want to say no to anything. It's also a double-edged sword, but you never want to say no. Exactly. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And so that's great, Bonnie. And so let me wrap this up by asking, how do people get in touch with you if they want to know more about any of the things that you've talked about today? Perfect. Well, I would say there are two places that you can learn the most about me, and that would be Instagram and TikTok. I um, actually didn't put that in our show notes yet, but my handle is I heart steam everywhere, but I like to make videos. I love making videos. So if you want to really get to know me, I would go to Instagram and check out the I heart steam profile where you can find out where all my videos live in reels and IGTV. And then if you just go to TikTok and search my handle, you will see me having fun, getting crazy and being serious. So those will be the best two places to find me. But I am also on Twitter as much as I can be. I'm a little bit more of a consumer on Twitter than I am so much of a producer. I'm trying hard to be a producer, but that is where I am. And my iHeartSteam.com website, you can find me there and on Facebook, iHeartSteam. That's great. That's an easy way to remember it. And I will say your content's great. You've even got stuff on Pinterest and and whatnot. And so I think that's, that's just great. And so, you know, everybody I talk to and, you know, it, it just so happens that Georgia seems to really be um, a hotbed for steam and STEM activity. I've had multiple guests who are from Georgia who are either still in Georgia or have moved somewhere else, but they're from Georgia and they're doing this kind of stuff. So I think it's great. I think there's a a real with it mentality, this real go getter kind of kind of mindset in the state. And so I think it's great that that's happening. I just hope that the education department can get get it together and get everybody certified. But, you know, know, well, it's a different place, isn't it? It's like a whole new town. It's like a vortex. Absolutely. So listen, Bonnie, this has been so great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know that everybody's going to be rushing (laughs) over to check out your stuff. And so I do appreciate it. I know it's early there. And so I want to thank you for your time today. No problem. I've enjoyed it. I completely have enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.
I am so excited to announce the launch of a new podcast network called DNA Podcast Network. The Design Network Alliance, or DNA, was founded by Evo Hanan and myself as a result of DesignCast number 16. We talked all about the need to connect design educators globally. DNA is a collective group of like-minded design educators from around the world. We have one simple mission, to connect design and STEAM educators with each other and with designers that want to make a difference in design education to make it better for future generations. The DNA Podcast Network is a hub for podcasts that cover the topics around design, design and technology, design thinking, STEAM, and STEM education. If you are interested in hearing more great content, head over to www.dnapodcastnetwork.ga today. Click on the thumbnail of the podcast that you want to hear and enjoy. If you have any other podcasts that you enjoy that cover similar topics, please feel free to get in touch with me and let me know so that I can look at adding them to the network. Finally, spread the word. Share with your network and your PLN and use the hashtag DNA Podcast Network. 